Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. Oh my gosh, it seems like it's been forever. It kind of has been a little bit. I'm Kat. And I am T. And we are not going to read the Bible today. We've earned a reprieve. Earned a reprieve. Um, We're going to start back just easing ourselves into things. Um, It's great to be back. We had a nice little conversation before we even got on the mic today should have recorded that think that would have resonated but it's cool because we got something almost better (laughs) the batman the batman (sighs) so this is i've been waiting to talk about this like i i i i know you're a very big batman fan we're both we both enjoy comic books. I've always been more into the Marvel cinematic, not cinematic universe, not just that, but just Marvel in general. When I was growing up, X-Men comics were my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I would only really get DC for Wonder Woman, but I loved Batman, the animated series mm-hmm. when that came out in the 90s. Yes, mm-hmm. it was perfection. So that really got me into Batman and DC. So I've been waiting for this. What were your thoughts? Okay, so let me just preface this with, as she also said, big Batman fan. There are two pieces of media content that I can just harken back to to childhood and say those vastly affected how I live life and have influenced just everything about what I wanted to do with entertainment. Star Wars and Batman. Um, <clears throat> Batman, particularly from our morality side, because it always just, I just remember, you know, there's always that debate about Batman doesn't kill people or whatever, but I just remember like that vast, that impacted me so much because he was this hero who would just have the speech, you know, this is a paraphrase, but just be like, you know, if I kill somebody, then I, that just makes me as bad as them. So like, I don't do that. And then like, that has kind of always been how i've operated obviously i'm not trying to kill people but just like kind of taking the high road on a lot of situations and And not becoming the monster that you're hunting like a lot of times we'll you know in the pursuits of quote-unquote justice we will Mm -hmm. do unjust things yeah yeah and i have you know obviously i'm human so i've struggled a lot at that but i think because uh, i had that foundation as a child, it literally helped carry me throughout life and made me want to become a better human being. And I say all that to say the power of storytelling is so real because I think a lot of the times, and I try to argue or like tell people this a lot, it's, it's about belief systems. And like when you make stories that connect with people's belief systems, then which <laughs> the Bible, um, which it's really hard then to change somebody's mind because they have this thing that they are always, quote unquote, trying to live up to or live their life by. And for me, you know, Batman and Star Wars and stuff like those are kind of just situations where like, yeah, no, I want to be a good person. I want to be the hero, quote unquote. So I say that to answer your question now. How do I feel about it? I tried to go into it with an open mind. I used to be that guy who would be... um, you know, like if I saw something really good, like the Dark Knight, like nothing, I don't care, nobody, nothing's better than that, whatever, like that. And then as I've aged and become more mature and just becoming more open about my film experience and my media experience, entertainment experience, um, I kind of just like, you know, 
there these are different universes and the there are different interpretations and things happen. And so I never was a person who's like, oh, Robert Pattinson per se. I just was like, I wonder what he's going to do with it. And I also thought Robert Pattinson can act. If you haven't seen any of the stuff um, that he's ever done outside of like the Batman and the Twilight stuff, then I would definitely suggest seeing a movie called Good Time. It's by the same people who did uh, Gems. And then I'll also suggest seeing a movie called The Rover because it's him and it is um, Guy Pierce. Um, Guy Pierce, famous for the Memento movie, which is also a Christopher Nolan film who did The Dark Knight. And so both of those movies which are indie movies, Good Time and um, The Rover, are just, and also The Lighthouse, too. But they got a lot more critical success. Listen, how are we going to find time to watch all these movies you're throwing at us right now? Just when you get time. I'm just saying, if you want to, if you're skeptical. Write those down. I'll put them in the uh, description. Okay, I will. If you're skeptical on Robert Pattinson as an actor, then those movies probably will sell you because they're all three different characters and he's phenomenal but i say that to now get to the point batman loved it um was it the dark knight no but it didn't need to be um i think we we now have been removed enough few years several years to really be in the point where we can accept a new batman film um that's not the affleck version and that's not a shot at ben i i personally just feel like he didn't get the due diligence to do the Batman that he would have wanted to do. But now we have this, the Matt Reeves version. And Matt Reeves is a fantastic director. He did the last two recent Planet of the Apes movies. I liked both of those. I liked the whole trilogy, but I liked both of those in particular, especially the last one. And then he now has done this. And I just was like, man, this is everything I wanted. It was so layered. It was three hours long. It didn't really feel like three hours. The characters felt, you know, very alive and very like people. Uh, Colin Farrell was the penguin. He stole the show for me, particularly. Uh, man, he it was like a cross between De Niro and. Uh, <laughs> and he was and the my, only comedy relief, too. He was desperately needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Movie. But I don't know. I, I've kind of rambled here. So go ahead. And how do you feel? Would you I, I'll, I'll piggyback off what you're saying. Okay, well, thanks for passing the mic there. Okay, so I'm going to start with um, my favorite Batman movie of all time is Lego Batman. I feel like that is by far the the most entertaining, the most watchable I've, of all the Batmans. I love it. And so for me, I did like the movie. Let me put it that way. Like, I, don't, I probably didn't like it as much as you did because I feel like it didn't need to be three hours. I got there and I felt like the first part. I'll get to that in a second too, because I got something to say on that. The first hour seemed a little heavy. Now, by the time we got into um, the, when we started rocking, like, you know, we really got into the plot and stuff like that. Then I was on board, but I felt like the buildup was a little, it's just too much foreplay. (laughs) I was ready to just go into it. And so that was because they were like, you know, getting you, you know, riled up and stuff like that. And also too, if I could comment on Zoe Kravitz and her, um, interpretation of Catwoman, I didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't my favorite. To me, she wasn't, I feel like Catwoman is supposed to really ooze sexuality. 
And I feel like Zoe Kravitz, although very, very beautiful, like she's stunning. Mm. Like I really did enjoy looking at her face, like on a huge screen Mm. and like this wonderful cinematic way. Like she was amazing in that aspect. And, but as far as, and yeah, and Lisa Bonet too, just, you know, they're in her dad too. Come on now. Like it's, it's just the, I mean, Uh, she was born with, yeah, beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah, They're gorgeous. So of course she's gorgeous. And I think she's a really good actress. I loved her in X-Men too, Mm -hmm. but I just, I think like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, like she's someone who nailed Catwoman, you know what I mean? With that slinky kind of, and the fact that she's supposed to be a little off too. Zoe was a little too coherent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Catwoman's supposed to be a little nuts. So um, that's my only critique, though. Like I would have styled it different. Like her Catwoman costume, I get she's supposed to be broke, but uh, okay. It, so I, I got some. Go ahead. That. So I was watching a review. Um, shout out to the channel Awesome. Um, I can't remember. I think his name is Doug. He's a YouTuber. He does a lot of reviews. He's shout out to him because he pointed out something in one of his reviews where he was saying, like, you know, okay, she's supposed to be broke, fine. But if there was any time for Ara to actually wear a Catwoman mask, it would have been in the club that she works in because <laughs> they all are wearing these things that it's like, you know, she would have been able to get away yeah. with that. So why is she wearing this piece of shit that basically she just cut up from like a Walmart store? Yeah, <laughs> that was that that was in the, it's because it feels like a missed opportunity because that's what's so yeah. iconic about Catwoman that out. I mean, you know me, I love yeah. fashion. So it's Great like outfit. this was an opportunity and not for nothing. I get it's impractical, but you're supposed to have on heel like she's damn near a dominatrix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you don't have the, you know, I have a critique with this, too. I was just going to say, OK, I know Batman and Catwoman are supposed to, it's always supposed to be this like pseudo sexual thing between them, you know, not pseudo. It's very real. Well, yeah, the bat and the cat, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but at least in. Well, pseudo means fake. I think you mean like like subtle or like maybe. Subtle, fine. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for the correction. Jesus. You're welcome. What? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but I get that it's supposed to be that. Um, I wasn't really into their, like, I didn't need them to quote, like to fall for each other in this film. I kind of would have been okay. I didn't though, because I've seen that. Like I saw that we saw that in Batman Returns. We saw that in The Dark Knight Rises. And we've seen it obviously in the animated series. You don't feel that way when you're watching porn. It's like, oh man, we didn't need the Yeah, like that's what I'm here for. When I hear Catwoman and Batman, I want some sexy time. I didn't. I didn't. And also I, I I mean it's fine. I just was like I I could have done without it. Like I kind of wanted them to keep it at least for this film. I kind of would have liked for them to keep it a little bit more platonic because when she does kiss him, spoilers by the way. This is a sp- <laughs> oh, kind of yeah. spoiler review. <laughs> yeah, we're um, spoiling. But when it. she when she does kiss him, I just kind of felt like at that moment it wasn't to me. It wasn't really earned. It kind of felt like it came out of nowhere, and I was just like, so then the rest of the time where they're now. I guess on the same team, it just kind of feel like, what? Like, okay. I agree with you there. I don't think the chemistry was there between them. Maybe that was what it was. Because, and also too, I don't think the story did a lot of building up as to why they were, you know, slow. Other than just like, yeah, we keep me. I, okay. Sorry. Let me say this back. Okay. There wasn't much in the story, like in their dialogue, in their actions to like, 
give a reason as to why they're falling for each other. The only thing is like, they're just both super hot and wear masks. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it. But I did like that a lot of their scenes took place on like rooftops. So you just see Gotham in the background. I mean, to me, that's very iconic. Like it felt like comic books, like a lot of the shots who I don't know who the DP was. Mm-hmm. But it felt like Gotham the, City. A, I've heard a lot of people say that. OK, it felt like Goth- it how felt Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, it was it was giving DC Gotham comics. So I really, really enjoyed that part. And I. Like I said, I liked watching them because they're both super hot. And that's the other thing, too. I love Robert Pattinson. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like anybody did a bad job. It's just that she it wasn't. I mean, I guess it wasn't sexy enough for me. So it was too sexy for you and not sexy enough for me. Another note I want to bring <laughs> OK, can we talk about uh, the Riddler for a second? Sure. Jim Carrey, and I heard this, shout out to Chris Stuckman um, um, from his channel on YouTube. He's a YouTuber as well. He does a lot of movie reviews. He's actually doing a, um, he's he's setting up to do one of his features now. Um, so if any of you follow him, um, I would definitely say to go, hold on, something's happening with the audio. Okay. I would definitely say to go, um, you know, give to that or whatever. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, he had made a point in his film with the Riddler where, you know, like Jim Carrey is like the obviously he's the Riddler that we pretty much all remember. He's that he classified or he he's the over the top Riddler. And that's what it's supposed yes. to be when you go to that level. Paul Dano, I think and I said this kind of in something I was saying to somebody else. I think they have a problem with these villains trying to make them too joker I think when the Riddler had his mask on, which I don't know how I feel about him wearing it that entire time, but whatever, yeah. he was reserved. It wasn't like a reveal or anything. It wasn't yeah. very, it didn't pay off. But it seemed like his performance was a little bit more reserved. And I was like, okay, I can kind of get this guy's motives. When he and Batman are in the, um, I'm assuming it was Arkham, and they're there and he's talking to, Batman's talking to the Riddler be, between the glass wall or whatever. And Paul Dano just starts doing his like crazy performance. And I'm just like, where is all this? Like, Coming this seems more like a Joker character to me. This doesn't seem does. like to me, the Riddler is always very like he does have those moments where Batman outwits him and he kind of gets pissed. But he always is usually very reserved. He's always portrayed as being very reserved and very like. Well, he's a nerd. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's not just a He's a nerd. Like, to me, the Riddler, he's never been really one of my favorite out of the villains. Like, like I said, I ended up liking the Penguin. Like, that was a great Batman villain portrayal. And the fact, too, that he because to me, I think the reason why the Joker works so great in contrast to Batman is because Batman is so brooding and serious and Joker is like laughing his ass off and is having like a great time and he's crazy mm-hmm. and i think and even in this too the penguin you know he's the one who's kind of like getting some jokes in you know like he's got some levity to him but yeah. like with the riddler and batman they were both so serious mm-hmm. it didn't that contrast wasn't there so it wasn't as fun to watch for me i can see that i just it was more so paul Dano's choices they didn't really hit for me. I don't. I don't know. I just. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I wouldn't want to see a, it again. Like I want to see some different 
like villains like just like well, you i want to see the film again or just see his performance again? i wouldn't want to see the riddler show up again or at least this oh, guy yeah. as the riddler well, he, like he, i wouldn't yeah. miss it you know how like in black panther like when killmonger i was like oh no i don't want him to die i want him to come back and be the villain again and same thing with like joker when joker that. you know you always want that's why joker has to get away because you want to see them face off again so but this this one i wouldn't necessarily yeah. need because i wasn't in to me the plot this is why to me it was overly long the story didn't need that much room like in marvel movies you need that much time because there's a billion kajillion characters for the most part it was just you know the commissioner batman catwoman okay. and okay. you know let me say this then okay because i can see that point although for me it felt like this movie was I won't say perfect, but it was close. To, the pacing was really on point. I felt like I didn't feel like, oh, this is taking necessarily too long. Personally, I will say this, and this is kind of what I think kind of messes it up a little bit, is because I went into this film. One, I kept hearing so much about how this is going to be a detective film. You're going to figure out, you're going to feel like, see how Batman works as a detective and how he figures out things. And yes, whereas there is an air of that. I don't really think that happened. Like he kind of figures the shit out in the moment in a lot and of the scenes. Spoon fed to him. Like the Riddler was leaving yeah. him notes. Yeah. So it's not really like, but then a lot of people are comparing it to like, oh, you know, it's gonna be like Batman meets like Seven or Zodiac or something like that. And I was like, I mean, there are elements sprinkled in of that, but for the most part, no, you're right. It was mostly spoon fed to him. And he didn't, it wasn't this psychological race against time where he had to like figure stuff out like i i I just wasn't sold on that part personally and it kind of disappointed me that's the only that's one of the only things that kind of let me down overall is because i wanted a true battle of wits especially because the riddler again is supposed to be intelligent so i wanted to be like how in seven spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it but you know morgan freeman and brad pitt's characters are trying to figure out what the fuck is happening this entire time and same thing with zodiac from uh, i think it was 2007 robert downey and all them they're literally trying to figure out like how do we stop this killer before he kills again and i just kind of wanted more of that for this batman and that didn't happen yeah um yeah <laughs> I <laughs> I will say I liked the one of the things I've always really enjoyed about Batman is the technology. And so I did like the the gadgets, the the contact lenses. I love that. That was my favorite. That was that device. And especially I can't wait till they make that in real life. Oh God! Think about no, going out to the Black club. Mirror. Keep it up. Think about going out to the club. You got to put your contacts in, and you want to remember the night, so you could post it later, and you or, can put that in, and it remembers everything. No, oh, man, some great. stuff is best left for. Haven't that's you seen great. that episode of Black Mirror where they have those things where like your eyeballs can record everything, so you have perfect recall? It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's not though. It is. I think it's a nightmare if you're doing bullshit, but it's not if. All right. to play a situation. That's actually the very first episode of Black Mirror. I was he. That was a whole different situation though, because okay, his wife was cheating on him. He <laughs> he was an alcohol or like yeah, he I think he was an alcoholic uh, or at least he got very drunk in that episode. He went to the guy's house that she was cheating on him yeah. with. The kid would like it, he figured out that basically his life was a lie, um, well, which kind of sucked. But I don't know. There are okay. so many moments in my head like where I'm just like, man. 
I would love to relive this moment again and to like be able to go back. Maybe, and I just think that's really cool. And just not having it all the time, but I feel like people would start using them all the time. But I thought that was a really cool scene, really cool device. And that was like a moment where I actually thought they had a lot of chemistry. They weren't even in the same room, though. But like when they were kind of fussing at each other and then mm-hmm. when she just was eventually like, you know, fuck this, I'm taking these out. And yeah, I was like, yeah, because I was like, Batman, you can't be talking crazy. Like, <laughs> But I think this also works because when they do, I mean, I'm sure that technology is definitely coming, but when it does come, and if it doesn't, sign me up for a patent, but when it does come, like, I think that will also, because it's good uses too, it can help with our communication to uh, one another. Because, you know, people be like, I didn't say that. And you'd be like, no, you definitely said that. And then sometimes you don't know, like, people who be in the middle of like, did they say it? I don't know. Then we could be like, no, let's just play it back real quick. And in real time, we can, like, you know, so I think it's, I I don't know. I think that would be cool technology, personally. I I like how they utilize that. When we go through the text thread and be like, see, right here, you have said, (laughs) da 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 da. Yeah. And then um, it's a double edge. You know, it's like any type of technology, it can be good or bad depending on how we use it. Can we talk about the Batmobile too? Because I think this that, is one. I of- actually, I'm, I actually got like a little hard, like when, <laughs> like when I heard it. <laughs> that was okay. So I don't like muscle cars like that. Um, I think that people just use them at the wrong times for the wrong. Like I just, I don't know. I don't really like this. Maybe me just getting old, but you know, you'll be on the street, especially when I was in LA. Like it'd be like three in the morning, and somebody just. <laughs> down the street and it's just it was really it was really fucking annoying no doubt um but man it was sexy it, it felt was like, and the sound it felt like a man like it felt that's like a what man. you need to go to the theater for that's why yeah. i was glad i went to the, that was worth going the extra dollar because yeah. they did charge extra for these tickets just because they could and i did pay Which it theater did you go to uh studio movie girl oh come on you didn't go to the imax you know what? Remember how I was having a difficult time even making it to the movie so that we could do this review. It's a three hour commitment. I had to go to the closest one. Did you get food while you were there? You know what I did? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the good thing about studio movie. So like I snuck in my own food. I was leaving my mom's house and she had got me some red beans and rice from Popeye's. So, yeah, I just oh, snuck wow. that in and ate that there okay. along with a peach margarita. Nice. So um, yeah, it was it was it was enjoyable. I'll have to say though, like top the Batmobile though, that was a very, very exciting scene. Um, the scene where he's in the hallway and the machine guns going off, so you it's like uh-huh. a strobe light effect. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was nice. That was shot practically too, from what I read. Was it? It was not um it was not digital effects. They said oh. they did that all practical. It looked great. It looks fabulous. It looked that was looked one of the parts that was IMAX. worth the. I'm, you know what? Maybe I will because actually I think I would go see this again. I think I'm gonna go re-see it. Yeah, so maybe I'll it. see it again in IMAX. But like that was gorgeous. The stadium scene mm-hmm. was amazing. I was like, okay, here mm-hmm. we go. Now this is this is what I want. I want Batman dropping from the ceiling, doing all that stuff. Then, one thing. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to switch gears. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, because I was still talking about like just the visuals. The scene when they apprehend the Riddler and he's in that diner. Mm-hmm. I love, I felt like that was a nod to Edward Hopper's Nighthawks. Like- I did too. I did too. <laughs> I did too. I, you know, and you starting to say that really made me think of that film 
or I'm sorry, of that painting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was giving. Fabulous, fabulous painting, by the way. I've been following this other YouTube channel called Art Explained in uh, mm-hmm. one of the episodes. I, I watched, I, I followed him too. Yeah, he broke that down. And I was like, oh, that guy had a really shitty life, actually. But, Most you know, artists do. Uh- but, <laughs> but I like, you know, because I don't really know a lot about art. Like, I can just look at something and think to myself, it's beautiful, but I'm not sure why I think it's beautiful. And so that painting particularly, he kind of broke We should down, go like, see that in Chicago. You know, is that really, that? yeah, you know, it's in the Art Institute of Chicago. Yeah, when the weather you know, gets nice, been, we should. You know, I've been to the Art Institute at Chicago and I didn't even know that was there. Yep. It's a big know. place. It's a big place. It's nice. I actually yeah. am writing a play based off my time there. Oh, good. I remember you talking about this. Yeah. Yes. It's at the Art Institute. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, we should go do that anyway. Okay, but yeah, switching gears, but like that's just those are just some of the visuals that like got me really, really excited about it. It's one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much. Um, I was gonna say for the ending part particularly, somebody had brought up, I think it was Chris Stuckman, maybe whoever I was watching, because I watched a few reviews on this, but they were saying at the end, um, what's really great about that is Batman kind of gets this epiphany. And I didn't pick up on this until like it was explained to me. Like he kind of gets this epiphany. Like he's been Batman for two years and he's been vengeance this whole time and putting fear into people and beating them up. And like he's not really making a lot of progress. And like, why is he not making progress? Well, his approach was wrong because he needs to now become a beacon of hope, not necessarily something that the city fears. And I was like, oh man, now that's nice because we're getting the batman like it's kind of like spider-man you know like we have spider-man in high school these last few films because he's not the spider-man that we really know yet and so you know batman is not the batman we know yet he's he's still learning and i thought that's really cool more batman um, begins yeah it was more batman begins without yeah. even though he was kind of already perfect when he came back but whatever um <laughs> but yeah that scene where the um one of the riddler uh because i felt like that was kind of a nod to QAnon, like the riddler yeah. followers oh, totally, and stuff totally, totally, totally. and so when one of the you know when he knocks him down and he was like who are you and he's like i'm vengeance and then batman's like "Ooh, that's my line i don't want to be like in the same lane yeah. as these dudes so that was yeah. um that was that was very very interesting what did you think of jeffrey wright I like to miss uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Well, he's not, I don't think he's commissioner just yet. But okay. He's about to be. Well, no, I think the commissioner died off screen. I don't know what happened, but he's he yeah he's he's making his journey too. Yeah, I did like him as that. I didn't know how I was gonna feel about it at first, and you know it's always weird because I mean he's it's becoming more normal. It's becoming more normalized now, but when people you know Commissioner Gordon is traditionally white and they throw the black guy in there or whatever. I mean, Jeffrey but, um, Wright is barely black. Like he's such a chameleon. Like I mean, I seriously, him. he played. You know he... him? No. Yeah, I met him. Um, I actually played. I mean, I was the extra, but he has a film called OG. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was shot here in uh, Pendleton, Indiana. Um, and so he plays a prisoner. I've never watched this film. I heard it was good though. I haven't seen that but, either. But the prisoner, I think, wrote it. And so they got some backing behind it, whatever we'll do. It's on HBO, I think. I've okay. never watched it. Um, 
But the guy in there, he had locks. And this one, I had my locks. And so they needed to do a behind the back shot of the guy with locks walking into the prison. Well, obviously he's really in prison, so they couldn't have him like be out. So I had to play that guy. And so um, Jeffrey Wright was there that day because he was filming some of his stuff and I got to meet him and talk to him and stuff like that. He's a real cool dude. He's a cool he dude. He seems like it. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, he was very good. In, I mean, he's good in everything. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, he is a chameleon because he Yeah, he, he does plays a he, lot of different ethnicities. Maybe he's like Italian in this uh in Gotham. Also, or like Gia, Giancarlo Esposinoza, the dude who plays uh he plays um what the fuck from Breaking Bad, uh the villain. Oh right, the guy from uh, uh Gus Frank. He plays yeah. him. He also played like both of them are like those type of actors that can be like in really big things, but they'll also be in small things. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson kind of does that too, but you kind of always know a Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he played, he's very broad. Like Samuel Jackson yeah. never can play, like the subtleties that Jeffrey and yeah. um, I can never, I just remember him. I always call him the guy from all the Spike Lee movies. That's a shame. I should, uh, the Gus Fring guy. Oh yeah. His name is Giancarlo Espinosa, I believe. Yeah, he's fantastic. But he's he, so he was in uh, intense. I love seeing people's progression too because I think the first thing I ever saw Jeffrey Wright was in with Samuel Jackson. It was in the 2000 Shaft movie. That was the first he played. Um, That's the first time I the, saw it. Yeah, he, yeah, he was playing the, the uh, Puerto Latino, Rican drug dealer. Dude, yeah, the Latin yeah, King dude. <laughs> yeah, and um, that was the first thing I ever seen him in. He killed that. He did. And then for Giancarlo Espinosa, the first thing I ever saw him in was Fresh. Uh, 1994. Also with Samuel Jackson. God, these guys get around. Um, <laughs> He's good at his job. <laughs> and uh, I love seeing the progression of actors from this. Like, oh, they were in like these hood movie type things, and it's like, oh, look at them now. They like pretty much Hollywood royalty almost. Hollywood royalty. So, what did you think about um, Bruce Wayne's dad? Um, I like you mixed so up I played, with the mob. So again, big Batman fan. I played most of the Batman video games. Um, and that actually is a storyline that was explored in um, the Batman Telltale series uh, where Batman is, um, RIP to Telltale, they're out of business because you know they did some poor things. But um, Batman has spent his entire life you know, trying to live up to honoring the legacy of his parents and then he ends up finding out that oh his parents were kind of or at least his dad was kind of like a shitty dude um i like the spin though that they did with this one because you know versus in the joker with um uh joaquin phoenix where uh the wayne mr wayne uh what's his dad's name thomas wayne i know right was more of a was more of a um (laughs) <laughs> more of a, like a Donald Trump type kind of piece of shit, dude. This one, I think it was more like a man who kind of made a bad decision, but he was still a good dude um, overall. And I kind of like it didn't it didn't seem like he was like that politician type trying to take advantage of, you know, his privilege. It seemed like Thomas Wayne probably was a legitimately good dude. And he had gotten in a situation where he. He thought he was just, you know, sending um, Falcone to lean on him, and Falcone like went that extra mile. So uh, I don't know, man. I 
I I like that because I think it makes a more interesting, a more interesting story personally. Um, I I, I do because I I think um whenever there's that complexity because whenever we try to lionize people who've died, you know mm. what I mean? Like it's never really like that. They're you know mm. they were they were a complete human being, and for me it makes perfect sense that he would be aligned with shady characters is very mm-hmm. common with very rich people mm-hmm. we're finding out that now like with the epsteins and the prince andrew mm-hmm. like we think that this world of wealth is so much like better and cleaner than mm-hmm. like middle class regular people but a lot of times it's really a lot dirtier and more Definitely. dangerous so um to me that wasn't like shocking i wasn't familiar with a plot line but to me, yeah, I would expect a super rich dude to be into some shady stuff. Well, also, just to piggyback off that point, because we both have read the Will Smith book, too. And he kind of, you know, talks about how his dad was uh, his hero. But also his dad was he had his moments where he was not great. You know, he was beating his mom's ass. And like, it really just makes me think about all these situations in life where, like, I think we because I think we're coming a little bit out of cancel culture now, but we have to give people a chance to grow, you know, and learn from their mistakes. And also, we're also just multifaceted. Like, I think I'm a pretty, you know, just do, but I've made mistakes. I've done shit. I talked about that a little at my movie premiere when they asked me about, uh, you know, how easy was it for you to get into a, you know, a cheating husband character? And I'm like, you know, have I made mistakes? Yeah, I, I have, you know, so like I have that side of me, but I think it's important to learn and grow from your mistakes. And so I think obviously, you know, Thomas Wayne ends up dying, but because Bruce was able to find that out and it's still like, okay, he did this thing, but this is what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to try to make the city better. I think that's what we want. That's what I want in my stories. That's what I want for my heroes. That's what I want to be. You know, it's all about the comeback story. What do you do with it once it happens? And uh, no, I really love that aspect of it for sure. And also, what? I was no, I was gonna say. I mean, it wasn't really that bad, but no, he totally killed a guy. So never mind. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was, uh, it's way better than the past uh, other DC movies I've seen lately. Um, yeah, yeah. They're usually deeply disappointing. I still maintain Lego Batman is the best Batman. The best. Um, I still maintain you ever seen, that. Have you seen Mask of the Phantasm? No. But you're also, you like feel good stuff. So I do. I like dark shady Macbeth Hamlet type the shit. family you can choose yeah you like a gritty Batman I like a yeah. silly rogues like gallery a com- I like, I like, I like a conflicted I, Batman one of my favorites um because he's he's not even Batman's barely in it but the Harley Quinn cartoon okay yeah love that like to me that's perfect that's how to me DC the the Batman 
universe lends itself better to animation and mm -hmm. comics because it's so over the top like in the movie they were trying to like do a realistic portrayal mm -hmm. of what like the police would act how they would act if some guy in a bat costume was showing up mm -hmm. you know but it's like why try to even make it like in real life obviously this wouldn't work out we're in the bat we're in gotham we're in the batman universe i'm suspending disbelief but um as far as I love that aspect about it too, though it's like they're not all accepting of him, and it's in this particular movie, it seemed realistic. Like they wasn't fucking with him. Like who the fuck are you? Nor would you. Why would you? Like we got one crazy, and then here comes this crazy, and like why would we? Yeah. But also, I think a concept <laughs> they really should explore too is the concept of because I think he asks himself this in the film about why is it not getting better. And this is kind of explored, I think, in other superhero movies, but I really want them to go in depth with this if they can. It's like when you become a hero in that aspect, like a superhero, you also start to elevate a different type of villain. And so where does it like where is the line drawn? Because they only are becoming heightened. Villains Their reaction because, to you. Yeah. 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 And so I would love to see that explored a little bit more. Yeah. The. Um yeah it's fast oh i also like the part when he's taught when they're they're at arkham batman and the riddler and the riddler keeps saying bruce wayne and mm, you know batman's yeah. thinking he's figured out his id but he played mm. it cool like a yeah never telling yourself i was like that's but right he, he played he played it cool but that's fucking master class of acting <laughs> because he played it so cool but at but the same time giving him he was still like, nervous like oh shit and like Oh, like those nuances in performance or would just make acting yeah. so great. It was chef's kiss. Mwah. Fantastic. Uh, but on that note, we should probably end because it's getting close to time unless you have something else to say. That was it. All right. Well, I hope you guys like this review um, because, yeah, love the Batman. It's one of my favorite things. I will continue to watch those until, you know, the day I die. Yeah. Uh, yeah always i'm probably gonna play some batman video games later so yeah <laughs> get into it all right well thanks thanks again for your time and thanks for listening all right see you later everyone biblebreakdown.com at gmail.com or biblebreakdownpodcast at gmail.com if you would like to write us we'd love to hear from you take care